Hey, what's up guys? This upcoming segment and recording is really pretty much all over the place, but it is something that I wanted to share anyway because I just like the vibe of the conversation and it will eventually launch into other subjects that I will be covering with this guest. So I'm gonna leave this up anyway. I know it's not exactly organized, but hey, are my ramblings ever organized? Um, I'm gonna leave it up anyway because I think it's a good introduction uh, to this guest. And like I said, there'll be more segments to come uh, with them. And so I think it gives you a little bit of a background and historical reference, if you will, um, to other things going forward. So I hope you enjoy it um, and tune in for more segments. Talk to you guys soon. everybody welcome back to another episode of rail and ramble your podcast destination for all things conversation i'm your host jay today we are joined by a very special guest licorice yes (laughs) now this name obviously is so funny and i'm sure there is a story behind it please do share with the audience why you are called licorice um so being swedish we eat a lot of black salted licorice as candy which i know you've seen too in the candy stores um but it's it's delicious and it, the, the the thing i like the most about it is that eating it around here i never have to share because nobody and nobody else likes it and they'll try it and they'll just be like no this is this is gross uh, and it's also the name of my car so yeah. ah so very cool um so you just alluded to the fact of being Swedish. Mm-hmm. So explain to people, Swedish is a person from what country? Sweden, not Switzerland. Okay. Specifically, yes. Yes. There seems to be a lot of confusion about that you've yes. experienced in life. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's the same as when people say, like... The Me- Mexicans, and then they just refer to people of all South American or Central American, they just say Mexicans. And it's like, well, no, it's more specific than that. Right, not everybody who's Latino, or sorry, Latinx, I believe is the proper term now, yeah. um, is just from one area or region closest to the, the U.S. border, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I totally get that. I have family that is from Puerto Rico, and they always deal with people thinking they're from different parts of um, the world with Latin nations, you know, Brazil, uh, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica. Oh, it's not the same thing as Puerto Rico. No, it's not. But, you know, people do that. Um, so, okay. Being from Sweden, tell us your story. Um, are you an American citizen? Because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, are you yes. an American citizen? Yes, I am. Okay. I got the, I got the American freebie. I was, uh, I was underage when my parents became citizens, so I was what they call naturalized. Ah. Um, but I was, I lived, we moved here when I was three, so I have spent most of my time, like, in the American education system. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, going back and forth, and we spoke Swedish in the house, but mostly, like, American, so... But I still, I can't become president. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. What is the highest office you can actually be elected for? I researched that. I think it, I think it's the attorney general. I think that was the, the highest that I would be able to go. 
Okay, so. But also, but it was. It's also like the 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 Schrodinger's like cat because obviously the president dies, vice president, vice president, it goes like down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So am I allowed to be in that? Finally, when all, when really. they run out, I mean, isn't yeah, that also like, like the the head of the post office is on that list well, as yeah. well? <laughs> and my thought is also like, if we're at the point where all of these people have died concurrently, like it doesn't really matter right now. Yeah, we <laughs> just enough. need somebody. Not we him. Need some. He's he he's not fully American. <laughs> we can't next. It's like designated survivor to the umpteenth power. Yeah, exactly. So. Being from Sweden, but spending the predominant years of your life in the United States, mm-hmm. how has that molded your outlook and perspective on this nation? And also, you've been back to Sweden? Multiple times, yeah. And, okay, so then you have also uh, experience about going back home, because mm-hmm. it's your home country. Yep. Well... I guess both are your home country, but yeah. where you were born and then in the United States. So what, what are the differences have you noticed? Uh, it definitely, I mean, people, for number one, uh, I would say, for, for people are very quiet in Sweden, I would say. They're very key to themselves. Mm-hmm. You don't really get involved in other people's business as much. Uh, here in the U.S., it's, it's, it's all, all for one, but one for all. It's like I'm, I'm doing my own thing, but also... You see on the news all the time about people now starting to either intervene in someone else's kind of life or area or just having an opinion about it, really, and being very outwardly... It's more outwardly spoken, I would say. I I think Sweet's more... There's a joke... there's a joke that, like, a, a Swedish comedy group did that they're teaching foreigners how to be Swedish... They're teaching them all their, like, nuances and things. And one of Can them one is, be taught that? Yes, yes. Uh, one of the nuances was they're, like, buying buying groceries, and a guy just comes and cuts them in line, and, and he has, like, one thing. So he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, I just got to get this really quick. And he scans it, pays for it, and he's like, okay, thank you, thank you, bye. And all the people start, like, getting up to complain or, like, yell at him, and the lady who's, like, instructing them is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. And he's leaving, and he's left. And now we complain. Now we complain <laughs> now that he's gone. So I feel like and that's the Swedish way. That's the, yeah, you don't want to make a big... But here, it's it very much like, I'm, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's it's, like absolute confrontation. That's like, like it's direct, going down. Yeah, direct confrontation. I don't care if you have a pack of gum, and I've got a whole cart of like cans. Yeah. You're not cutting me. Mm-hmm. You can ask my permission. And if I feel gracious or benevolent enough to let you get in front of me, yeah, but... I could be like, no, dude, I'm sitting in line just like everybody else, so you have to wait. And I would say, like, the, 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 uh, I mean, I just have really stories of, of how to explain it. It's hard, it's hard unless you've really been there or kind of get the understanding, but I guess through stories, um, at a Flyers game, we got to meet two, two of the players who were Swedish through this organization, and the guy came out, he said, we only have a little bit of time, they have to keep, they have to go to the next thing, whatever, so we gotta do this really quickly, so can everybody form a line? And we were all standing in like a, a, a C, like around the, the seating area and everything like that, already standing. And everyone just kind of looked around, looked like where they're going to fit, took maybe like two steps, like miniature steps, and we had a line already. Like no no issues whatsoever, <laughs> or like no one trying to get, yeah. It was it was really amazing. And every everybody in the room laughed because we all realized like, yeah. We, we were already in a line. Totally very orderly. Very orderly. But it's like here you're fighting um, in traffic to get 
into the into the lane where it's like it's merging. People don't think one after the other, one after the other, one after. It's just like I'm getting in now. Again, <laughs> I will say for myself as an uh, American, um, yeah, we're impatient. It's all about instant gratification. I think that probably has been an interesting um, kind of. I, I don't want to say like a, something that's been imposed upon you, right? Because as you said, your entire family is from Sweden. And mm-hmm. you guys relocated here. It was for work, mm-hmm. right? And growing up in this society of this American mentality of, I want it now, my way, uh, I do feel like I myself can sometimes act entitled to certain things that I want because you're just used to that. I'm not saying all Americans are like that. Uh, for folks out there, don't get offended. But I just feel like we are very pushy. And then so having that culture around you yet at home, mm-hmm. you have this different structure of your how it is where you are. It's like your your own little country in your house. Yep. And then stepping out and having to deal and embrace and then go to school too. So it's like you're you're like um, living two lives. Yeah. Right? Your home life, which is this different structure. And then your your environment, your society, your friends and trying to merge those together. How did that, you know, shape you as you were growing up here? Um, I think it, it definitely gave me more of a, a, I guess, chameleon style of, of, I will like quote living. Like, I'm just like, I don't really perceive as trying to fit into a group or ever trying to be just one thing. I just kind of like, I am who I am. And then I fit myself to the situations that, come and arise around me like I've never had any issues with anybody um necessarily I'm not I'm a pretty laid-back guy I would say too so that might also (laughs) that might help um but it's just having that dual perspective and um being like it's not I'm not fully American because I have the Swedish side and all these um uh, other experiences but I'm also not fully Swedish because I didn't really grow up there so I have some I've had more uh, of American upbringing and more understanding about this country and and how people here are so it's it's like a it's like a double-edged sword I mean yeah it's it's I I honestly I I don't regret like growing up in the U.S. I think I've had a very very um what I say lucky upbringing I would say uh, being in this in this country, even though uh, there are a lot of there are a good amount of things uh, I don't agree with that, that have happened. I mean, there are some great things that I know have happened as well that I and I love this country. But you know, it's it's just living that dual perspective and and ha- having that, I'm very grateful for it for sure. Well, I mean, it does give you a unique outlook on a lot of things because, I mean, for me, I only know this nation, right? I only know. Uh, the rules and, and the um, I can't even say it's a culture I guess Americans have an overall blanket culture but what's cool about this country is that there's so many different people there's so yeah. many different um, backgrounds and diversity so it's like it, you know the American overall idea of culture but then it's so multifaceted that there's so many different cultures but even so this is all I know of like I don't I've been to other countries you know and I've enjoyed and observed their society but I don't have a personal like connection to it right this is the only one so it's really fascinating that you have both um 
and to a lot of other folks who out there who have dual citizenship because you are a dual citizen. Yes. Right, a dual citizen, and or you have a knowledge of being um, born in one nation and yet you've moved to another nation and you have uh, that background of both. You have a fascinating, you know, just this this point of view. I I think that's really cool. Um, although I think I'd be a little bit frustrated. Also, I have to admit, just because, you know, if my parents um, were born and raised in another place and they have their own beliefs, right? And then they relocate to a new country. And also, I may be just talking out of my head here for people who live this all the time. But again, I haven't. So you have that mentality and that upbringing and then you move someplace else and it's completely different and it's like how do those parents keep their own personal beliefs and the structure that they want their kids to have like because you know hey we were brought up this way we're turned out to be good people um but you also want your kids to acclimate to their new environment so it is such a struggle and then it could be also a um a burden on the child depending um how their personality is so it's just really interesting i would say yeah a few struggles i mean i never there, there aren't a lot of Swedish people. I would, uh, as as uh, uh, as much as there are, like if uh, obviously like maybe uh, people from India, people from like Latin American countries, mm-hmm. um, things like that. I mean, we're not as even like English or or French or Spanish, Caribbean, like, Caribbean, like you know, you know Africa. There, there's, there's people from way more than Sweden. Exactly. There are a lot, <laughs> and they're a lot more prominent. It's harder to to really just be on the street or somewhere and and see it. Like we don't have restaurants and stuff here. Like. <laughs> Like that, I always tell my girlfriend who she's Indian, and I tell her, I mean, at least you have like this restaurant, like you have a place like here it's that represents like, your culture. That represents your culture that you can go to, and you know you'll see like people from India there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I mean, okay, IKEA, but you, it's not like <laughs> Swedish people are just walking around in IKEA, all, like. Um, or are they? Yeah, and we just, and don't, we just know. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but how can you really tell? So that's that's the disadvantage, right? Um, not to cut you off, sorry, but it just you got me excited for a second. That is the disadvantage. How do you, you can't just pick somebody out and be like, hey, you're Swedish because, yeah. you know, uh, the DNA profile of the Scandinavian people. It's pretty people, much all white people. Blonde, <laughs> tall, blonde, and blue-eyed. I mean, so it's like... Unless there was like a room full of you, like something's different about these I, people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, in college, I thought I I met someone from Scandinavia and I approached him and it turned out he was Russian, but he ah. was like the blonde, yeah, blue eyes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, come on, there we go. <laughs> no, uh, I the other thing I would say maybe with the I mean, you're saying my parents is I don't think they really understood. Um, like you know, parents say that oh, I've I've grown up. I, I understand. Like I've been through the same thing, mm-hmm. and I and I, I I believe so generally. Maybe they grew up in the same kind of thing, but both my parents had very interesting, different lives. So I don't think they fully understood uh, uh, growing up in the in the U.S. and in the way. I mean, you know, there's the what the high school kind of politicking <laughs> that goes on all the yes, time. Yes, the, the drama the grouping of of where you are. You know, things just things like that and. Even just the mentality, I guess, as well. Because, I mean, they're new to... They were new to the country as well. You like, guys are kind of really growing know. up together exactly. in this country. 
So I don't think they fully understood that Amer- the American teenager mind either. To, mm-hmm. to to where I if I was like, you know, asking questions about something and they would give advice, but I don't know if they really understood what the other party was was thinking in that sense. But I mean, also it's given me a wonderful wonderful perspective because I've learned. I feel like I've learned a little bit. I would <laughs> quote better than than most other children. I mean. When I remember my parents always said with uh, parties, if it's something like that, if you need to, if you need to get home, mm-hmm. call me. No questions asked. Just I'll come and pick you up and, and like I'll bring you home. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was a lot of growing up with my friends. There's a lot of like, oh, like my dad's gonna kill me, or like you know my parents are gonna like kill me if they fi- you know find out. And that there's that fear mentality of like I can't be involved in a bad situation. Uh, yeah, whereas my yeah. parents are like, if you are the one who calls the ambulance to stay with your friend who's like dr- uh, uh, drunk, like overly drunk or something like that, mm-hmm. and you like, and the police go, you get in trouble. That's fine. Like we're you stayed for your friend. Like you're not, you're not the one who just ran away and like. Oh yeah, because that's totally like, how it would like go down. Yeah. But, uh, again, I, I'm speaking from my own childhood, and, and I don't know, maybe we were bad people. <laughs> but, like, if crap went down, everyone would just bolt. They'd be like, oh, shit. And they would just take off because, yeah. like, oh, I can't be caught here. My mom is going to kill me or my dad. They're going to say, what are you doing here? Who are these people you're around? Da, 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 da. Or you woke me up. Now you got the cops coming to my house. And me, of course, being somebody of color, we don't mess with the police. No. All right? Why are you calling the police? You shouldn't even been there in the first place. So there's all that drama, but... I feel secure in that if I was in that situation, I mean, they would they would probably chew me out, yell at me a little bit, but they would have the... the uh, uh, recognition that it was like I stayed for this person to make sure they were okay and that's why I am where I am like I could have I could have run and gotten away but yeah so uh, did your it seems like you were instilled with some independence uh, very much raised. independence yeah mm-hmm. very very which is I mean for good or for bad mm-hmm. I would say I don't think I don't think my family had quite the same number of family dinners as everybody else did maybe growing up it was more of a, it was, it was, but definitely independence. My parents would never, where are you going? I'm going to so-and-so's house. Okay. So there wasn't any like, third degree about like, who's going to be there? When are you coming back? No, no, it was never like. So you're just like thrown to the wolves at like five? I wouldn't even say thrown. Find your way home. I wouldn't even, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say like thrown to the wolves. It was just like, they're, they're doing their thing and then. I say, okay, I'm, like, gonna go out. I'm, like, okay, cool, where, where are you going? What, what's the plan? It's, like, I'm going to so-and-so's house, and we're, I don't know, swimming or something. And I'd be, like, okay, like, are you, when are you gonna be home? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, well, let us know. So, wait a and minute. And then out the door. I'm, Did I'm, they even I'm, I'm know done. these people? Like, yeah, you were gonna hang out before. with? Yeah, okay, like, okay, so they were I mean, aware of time. people. Well, actually, so oh my there God. would be times <laughs> where maybe you would be a new person. Someone, maybe, who I just started... I've been talking to maybe in high school in the school, but not actually like mentioned or hung out with before, mm-hmm. or got a third party invitation from a friend who knew someone that I got invited through them, and I'd just be like, "Oh, I'm going, I yeah, I'm going with so and so to so and so." So like, who's so and so? Like, well, they're they're a friend of my of the one person you know. I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. No, just like not really, not really issue. My sister was the was the one who always who was the troublemaker. I would say so. <laughs> I, I got off kind of scot free. <laughs> so they had their focus on the other one. Yeah. And they kind of let you just 
I think personality wise, I had two parties in high school, and both of them were suggested by my parents. Not it wasn't oh, like wow. a fervent idea from me. Whereas my sister, she had at one point, her and her friend had lied to each other's mothers about going to the other one's house. Oh, that old routine to go to yes. a party. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. but they got found out pretty. Easily, of course, so. that's usually the case. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't really an, uh, 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 a problematic child, so I think I got a lot of a lot of free reign to just do whatever because they trusted me. And I was I, gonna say it seems as though that they had this trust in you, and clearly, your personality or whatever you showed them as you were getting older, it's like okay, we can trust his judgment, mm-hmm. um, and obviously they've instilled this independence in you, and it, it seems like you guys have a very forthcoming or direct relationship so it wasn't like there were any needs for like hidden agendas and stories and lies or you know connivements to to do anything you were you had a very just open and direct communication yeah i mean i would never never really lie because what was the point like (laughs) never never really had to i guess is that right wow so what is something that you can share that your parents, you know, gave you, you know, whether it was by example or by an experience that you still use and carry today. Oh, one, one thing. Oh my God. I mean, you can, I'm sure there are many. Cooking. Cooking. (laughs) I feel like that's, I mean, that's a huge one Uh, from very young, just being, they would even if I wasn't doing anything in the kitchen, they would say they would say come here and just have me stand there and like watch them do all the cooking and like maybe invite me to cut something or or pour some what have you or baking or, or what have you. But I think cooking was a huge, huge uh, uh, lesson, and I've been using it up to now, and I realize how many of my friends and people around cannot cook to save their lives. <laughs> Or don't even have this this fascination or like the the quote common sense around the food, hmm. um, or or making food, which is amazing because to me yeah it's just been a part of my upbringing which I'll, I would say also it goes with the independence because I would there would be times I would come back from school and obviously I'm alone so I would have to make my own food mm-hmm. um, because there was no one in the house to like cook cook or, or you know and you could warm up food but I was like no like I want something specific so now I'm gonna make it um, so I, I think that's the biggest one I definitely think that's the biggest one cultural wise cooking okay but that that does expand out because it fostered more of your independence and I think also the fact that um, gave you the desire to experiment, right? To yep. to trust yourself, to learn to do something more and I guess that can really go out in ripple effects to different things in your life. You know, if I can handle doing this, what else is different or new that I can go out and try? Are you afraid to try new things or is it because it sounds like, listen, for to come from a, a family that picks up and relocates and goes to a new place, you got to be willing to take chances, yeah. I think, in life. So has that carried over into your life as well? I think, yeah, definitely. I think it's not even the thought of not being afraid to try new things. It's just if I'm like, 
why not? Like you jump jump off the cliff and then the net will be there to catch you. Like that's the kind of mentality. Why why stunt yourself for something when you don't even know about it? And taking that even just meeting with people or <clears throat> people from different places. I love asking them questions about their culture and about them and uh, getting into something new that I haven't tried. Indian food was a, like a big jump for me personally. Uh, uh, buying a car, like all these new things that you've never really, you can't really, it's hard. It, you can teach it, but until you're actually doing it, it's, it's not clear to you. And just yeah, just throwing yourself out there for for seeing what sticks, seeing what seeing what happens. Like why the why? I guess the why not mentality is what I've always had instilled in me. Is is just do it. Why not? Because I was gonna ask you that. So I think sometimes the broader American point of view is what's the risk, right? Mm-hmm. If I do this, what is the risk? Like what's What's the worst thing that can happen, right? We always look at the, how is this going to go bad <laughs> first? And then we, you know, backtrack. Okay, what's the positive? You know, the pro con list. So I, what I'm hearing from the way that you're speaking is, the worst thing that can happen is me not doing it. Yeah. And like, obviously, I mean, you weigh the pros and cons, obviously, if it's too... Like, I mean, like not jumping but, in front of a train. But yeah, like, you yeah. know, we'll have to be realistic. But also, you'll never know until you try, right? Not jumping in front of the train, people, though. Yeah, that, not, not that. No, not that. Yeah. <laughs> that was total uh, example. Um, but yeah, uh, making choices and decisions, I guess, is... I, small tidbit, I think common sense is another one. It's another, <laughs> they, never, they, never, they would never explain things... Your parents. Overly, yeah. They would never explain things overly that would, that would just kind of make sense, I feel. It's just, it's just, that's, I guess they taught me that there are things that are a certain way and you shouldn't, it's not, you shouldn't have to learn that. Like, that's how, like, you, come on. You should, you know you should be able to think it. Common sense is not that common, apparently, yeah. uh, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Well, that was one of my questions as a kid was reading, like, labels on things. And it was, and it was like, why do they put this? This is stupid. Like, of course I'm not going to do that. My dad being like, well... They have to because if there's a label, if 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 there's a label that says it, someone has done it. That is that is what you taught me. But I mean, you just mentioned trains. I saw a commercial the other day about getting hit by a train mm-hmm. in a car, mm-hmm. being like on the rails, and the the commercial tag was uh, uh, "You can stop, trains cannot," and it was like. Okay, but why why are you trying to ford the the train tracks? Like, don't like the, the things are down. Yeah, you're not for supposed a to go. Why are you trying to go in there? Playing chicken with the train. Yeah. I mean, what's happening? Come on. Yeah, that that is a pretty common sense thing. But again, to your dad's point, if it's there, it's true. Somebody probably has tried it or done it. And enough people that. Commercials are huge in the the United States. Like, commercials are everything for TV. And costly. And costly. So the fact that there's enough money invested in a commercial about not driving onto the tracks when a train is coming because you will die. Like, is that... We really needed to... It's like who's is this audience? Whose audience? How many of these people? Like, I'm sorry. I I don't. And I don't mean to be. uh, um, 
Uh, oh god, what's the word? This is the other thing. Callous uh, or, or uh, insensitive. Insensitive. I don't okay. mean to be insensitive to people who have died by getting hit by trains, but it's. I'm, there may maybe there was some other issue or something that, and it was a bad situation. So not fully, fully the person's fault, but for the like, I don't know. For the broader, you know. Yeah. Society, this should not be a problem. <laughs> that's and that, that's the so this is leads me to another issue that I have is the is the language like barrier. And you think yes, okay, I've lived my whole life here, mm-hmm. but I, I have two languages cycling in my head. Yes, that's true. You, you are fluent in both Swedish and English, folks. If you didn't pick up on that, yes, as, as well as a few other languages, but mostly the Swedish English fluency and. Speaking English, sometimes you get wrapped up, and I'll be t- and I and I pause because maybe there's like one word, and it, and the frustration is I know I know it, I might even I I know I know it in the other language perhaps, mm-hmm. but I'm just stuck and I just can't. I know it's like on the tip of my tongue, and I'm just sitting there like free, uh, getting really angry. I forgot. I was telling my friends a story, and I forgot the word for curtains, uh. and I was frozen on it, and I was like, oh, what's the the thing you hang in front of you, the windows, the, the block like the sun. It like, like, sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Lines? And it's like, it's, in Swedish, Shutters. it's uh, gardiner, gardiner. What's it in English? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, just things like that. It's small things. <laughs> so, do your friends still, when they introduce you to new people, do they say, this is my friend, yeah, and he's from Sweden? Do they still do that? Did they ever no. do that? I don't think they ever did, no. No one, no one ever... I was always the one who... It always came up, I would somehow. say. It, somehow it kind of just came up. Like, I would just start talking. I, I mean, I'd be comfortable with a new person anyway, so I would just speak as, as per usual, and maybe I would bring up something, and then they would just have that momentary, like, pause of, like, wait, are you are you from Sweden? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Swedish, I'm fluent. <laughs> I was, oh, okay. But it, I think I was a little bit more of the marketer of that. I don't think my friends were ever like, oh, this is my Swedish friend. Or, right, uh, because to uh, them you were just licorice. Or just, yeah, I was just licorice, yeah. It was just me. <laughs> well, that's good that you have good friends, you know. Oh, for uh, sure. But they, they, they... I would broadcast it, though, all the time. Though. All the time. I yeah. would. I'd be like, yeah, what's up, y'all? Back home, <laughs> you know, where, where my family hails from. Or I would just... If I was around you all the time, I'd be shopping. Like, you know, he's from Sweden, right? Yeah. Do you, do you even know where that is? It's here. Look, at, I bring up a map because I think it's so cool. It's very exotic to me. I mean, that that may sound silly to you, but you don't run into that many Swedish people. Although I'm learning, you guys are quite undercover here. Like, yeah. there's a lot of actors who are Swedes. Um, there's um, athletes. There's all types of folks. Right now, uh, two of my favorite drivers. I think it's an indie. Right now, my brother's got me into this. Marcus, Marcus Ericsson and uh, Felix Rosenquist. They're Swedish. Yeah. Um, Very Swedish names, though. They're, they being you guys. You are all over. It's like you know this this dark horse you don't know, and you're like, wait a minute. If you you start paying attention long enough, you can start to pick people out. And sometimes there's a little bit of an accent. Depending how, Sometimes, yeah. how um, often I would say they get to speak Swedish or not. Like, I hear you have an accent. A little. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, light, but I do hear it. But it's not like, um, it's not I'm not struggling. Strong. Yeah, I'm not struggling to get my words out. But you, you, hear, you hear something and it's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> I think that's also a me- mentality thing because I think I can, I can put on the 
the full American. Oh yeah? I, yeah, I can. Do you have time to perform that for us? Uh, yeah, I can. Let's do the rest of the interview as just regular, regular All right. American. Well, considering now we're down to about two or three minutes, is there... Tell me uh, a final thought that you have today. Guys, we will be, of course, having another uh, segment with Licorice, um, but we are going to end it out today with him giving us um, a funny story. Oh, funny story. Oh, gosh. Or, or, all right, I put you on the spot. Tell me anything you'd like to tell me as we close. Well, I, I think... So you're saying that people are very low key. Uh, one of the one of my most recent favorite stories was from uh, my workplace, where uh, it was a new 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 build new building, a new job, and I started working there. And all new staff, everybody was just getting to know each other. And one of the um, not my manager, uh, we were very close, me and my manager, but another manager uh, had referred to, uh, he, was, he was a person of color, and he referred to me as All-American Boy, um, being <laughs> blue, blue eyes and blonde hair, and he's just, oh yeah, like All-American Boy, uh, uh, you know, as is like the, you know, the American whatever stereotype or the white American stereotype, and my manager was like, oh no, actually, he's from Sweden. So even then, it was it was it was a reality check that I, for me, even well, especially for him, but for me also being, even though I am Swedish, I very much still, you wouldn't perceive that's not the first thing people think right, when they see me, yeah. regular white boy, regular white person, yeah, just walking around. So that living and, your privileged life, and it's and I, yeah, and I and I haven't even had that thought. Of just of course, like white white privilege, but even just to me, I am the different person. Like I am Swedish. I have, I you know, German Austrian. I'm I'm European. I moved here and all of this. But to another like other people, regardless of what their race is, they just see me as a white like a white American person. I will have to say, just just to tack on, oh, okay, yeah, now I'm dragging this out, guys. One more thing. It, it is true, again, me being a person of color, I don't think about whites as immigrants, mm-hmm. right? Um, or foreigners. Or, or foreigners. And, yeah, that's unfair. Like, it, it, that, that's, that's not right. It's like, um, you should be given the same amount of, I think curiosity and, and, you know, some people treat immigrants badly, as we know. Um, and in that case, I guess they don't think about people who are Caucasian as immigrant because it's always associated with people of color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that immigrants of any background or color are fascinating to me because I'm like, you're coming here, so that's cool. And tell me about where you're from. Um, but I think... We forget, uh, I'm saying we in a broad sense of like society, that yeah, there are people who are coming from Germany and, I mean, you hear about Russians because, you know, they always want to say They're something everywhere. about Russians yeah. or, or something. Yeah. But, you know, the Russians, uh, the Polish, the, the Serbians, the Croatians, like there are people who are not of color who are still immigrants coming to this country. And it's, it's really fascinating. You almost you blend right yeah. into the background. Oh, you're just another white face. But you know, 
okay, that's, again, then that becomes, that's just my skin color, but that's not all that I am, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, that that's a, an epiphany, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I guess I, my my culture set ourselves up for that because we, I mean, tri- like historically invaded invaded the English Isles and, and made like England into what they are uh, genetically and everything. So that That's transferred true. over. So we're kind of the... The Vikings people, the we, Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. <laughs> we, we, we kind of put our, put our, yeah, put our hand in that pot. And now Stirred it real hard. Yeah, yeah, really, really hard. <laughs> Uh, so that's, yeah, it kind of set ourselves up now. But yeah, no, it, it definitely is something you should, you, people should think about. Also, the fact that the, U, the United States is uh, uh, an infant compared to the rest of the world. That oh, well. did you hear that? Okay, we're going to have to get some explanation on that. Because I will say that Licorice is a history buff. So hopefully next time he joins us, he'll be able to school us on some history. And I'd also like to ask you about being a Caucasian person living in this country that's steeped in such racism, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? We'll talk about that the next time we get a chance to connect. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us uh, at railandramble at gmail.com. You can send me an email. That's R-A-I-L, the letter N, R-A-M-B-L-E at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter and also on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, guys. Tune in next time. Post, post, say.